Ой. Ой. What is this? <laughs> What is this? So, uh, episode 27 of Dem Ones, we're opening with Welcome, guys. It's just me and Coda. Give it up. <laughs> It's just me and Coda again. On a different couch this time. On a different couch. Um, this is a comfy couch. Jerome's Ooh, I'm in a recliner. Uh, new abode. Yeah, my new bachelor pad. My, my, your, your little Casanova... Casanova Lair. Casanova Lair. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Why? What's, what's with so all we the Casanova? Playing, so, yes, we, I, I decided to play Casanova um, at the start of this episode because Jerome is... He's got a new belt. It, I don't know how to... Heavyweight championship? Yeah, heavyweight championship. Is it heavy? You know, I'm a heavyweight. He was, he was, he, you know, he claims, he claims he's the, the, the simp god, or I don't know what the fuck you're, you're going on about half the time, but he's not anymore, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we need to... <laughs> 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 Jerome is a fucking Casanova these days. I don't know what happened. Maybe he's been fucking hanging around me too much, but... Um, Mate, I'm impressed, well, to say I, the least. Can we look up Casanova for those who don't know what it is and just think it's a fucking, you know, I don't know, I think it's a radio station or some shit. Nova. Casanova meaning. A man known <laughs> for seducing women <laughs> and having many lovers. That's definitely not me. I don't have many lovers. Um, a veritable Casanova. He questionable. Had I don't have five wives and dozens of mistresses. Okay. Well, obviously it's... How was your New Year's, man? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody, um, after this episode comes out, I want you to all comment um, under Jerome's uh, pictures. Instead of Mr. Worldwide, he's Casanova now. So everybody go and comment on his photos. Casanova. Such a shit talker, cunt. Anyway. How was um, your New yes. Year's, bro? I actually wasn't with you. We weren't together, man. I was, yeah, I was going to, yeah. Jerome was in the Casanova lair. I, I was, I was in, um, fucking God knows at Lister TJ's Listerfield, yes, at TJ's place. She held hosted a little um, New Year's Eve party. I guess it was quite nice that she has a beautiful house, and um, yeah, it was good. I burnt. Some shit that I'm leaving in the past. So you got a piece of paper and you wrote down everything, all your bad habits of 2020 that you're leaving in the past and burnt it. Correct. My mother actually on the way to the party, she said that, that she was, that's what she was doing with her friend. Did you write ego on the paper? I did actually. You can check my Instagram. Everyone check Coda's Instagram for the actual evidence of the paper that was burnt. And there was a lot of funny little phrases and words and habits. Ego, um, self-doubt, bruh. Dirty sneakers. Dirty sneakers, cheap clothes. Cheap women. I didn't write that actually. But didn't you? I, I wrote bitches. Okay. No woman is cheap. <laughs> Me, and, <cut. laughs> Me and Jerome are also sitting really Beep. far away from each other right now because... Um, Uh, I don't know if you listened to the last episode, but like we had a little moment there and I think our audio gets caught up, you know, in each other's mics. Pause. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're sitting really far away from each other. So it's kind of weird. But oh, like so, you, so, oh, yeah, yeah. So you asked me what I did for New Year's. What um, did you do for New Year's? Yes. Thanks. Uh, I'm house sitting at the moment. Hence all the, all the Casanova lair footage. And uh, no, nah, I'm house sitting... 
a beautiful Fuck, you're house. a Casanova. You are a Casanova. Um, the baddest. a family friend looking after the two dogs, you know, being the man of the house, being the only person. Growing the up for once. <laughs> Growing up for once. And, um, yeah, so I had uh, just my close, close mates, like literally three of them, over for uh, New Year's Eve. We had some drinks, some pizzas, and then it hit about 11.30 and we're like, hey, let's go to Brighton Beach. Maybe we can see the fireworks and a view of the city. So we headed down to Brighton Beach and we rocked up and it was just a bunch of Arab families having barbecues, so it was funny. So you fat, out of fit place. right in? No, I did, but the other boys probably didn't. The other wogs. Watch the fireworks, hey, happy New Year's. And then, you know, typical me, I start screaming as soon as it hits New Year's. Like I was joking around with my friends that like once 12 hit, that like a lightning strike like bolted me and I'm like, oh, like I was evolving. <laughs> uh, like spirit a, bomb. Yeah, like you I was evolving calling. into like a new creature, bro. And ever super since- Super Saiyan, super Saiyan. Yeah, ever since then, like I've just run into a massive amount of money opportunities. Like I felt Women. myself, I was like, oh. That was on Brighton Beach, like something's by the moonlight. Happening to yeah, me. something's happening to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. and then right after I evolved, I heard like, like songs like, what? What is that song? Uh, what is that? Is it Prince? I don't know. Anyway, I heard loud music blaring from one of these beachside Brighton houses. Uh-huh. And my friend Shane, shout out Shane, Balls of Steel Shane. I he met said, Shane. Yeah. Coda met my mates. I met your mates. I, I was sworn in again, actually. Yeah, Coda, I? I, we've sworn Coda in like... Did you guys have a meeting about it? Like, Yeah, they all... Look, all of my mates, like my close, close mates had never properly met Coda like outside of the club. So they met him here and uh, they really kicked it off with him and they realized that, you know what? We're not too much different, brother. We may be from different ends. But we're not too much different. Do you know what? I feel like I feel like it's like one of them things where it's like I'm not properly sworn in unless you know there's frat houses in America yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah. Like I feel like I need to come with it and you guys are in robes and I need to like Well, we need to beat you up or some shit. Or like I need to like wear a chicken, like carry around a chicken for like yeah, walk around week. campus naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nah, but yeah, your mates are cool as, as fuck. And thank shout you. out Johnny, shout out uh, Shane, and shout out Michael. Yes, good good memory. Good memory. Um, so yeah, we headed to this house and Shane's like, fuck it, bro. He goes, I'm going to knock on the door and ask if we can party. And I'm like, respect. Okay. I'm like, you got balls. Like one of these big Brighton houses with like the fancy doors and all that. He's like, fuck it. So I filmed him as, cause I'm childish. He knocks on the door and he goes, bro, I saw this big guy in boxer shorts just walk past the door. I was like, okay. And then finally this large man who I'm pretty sure was either Caribbean or African. And this white woman opened the door and Shane's like, oh, hey, um, can we come into oh, your party? Oh, <laughs> this is the, oh yeah, yeah. you were telling me. And they're like, me. absolutely not. And then like close the door in Shane's face and Shane's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then like, I'm like, something's going on in there. White women only. Yeah, I was like, this. I think this is a swingers party of like all the men are black and all the women are white. And then Shane's like, I'm not fucking giving up. So we walk back like to the car and then Shane's like, fuck it, let's go back. And Shane's like, I want to jump the fence. Shane's quite a small fella. He's nimble. So he jumped to this concrete fucking wall and peeked his head over and he said, bro, all it was was black guys 
and white women, all mature aged. Maybe something's going on there. For they sure. could just be uh, good Samaritans, and they just no, they're not any Samaritans. That that's you know what's going on there. Like it does sound quite you know, sus. Yeah, like it's just like why are they all white, middle aged? Were they all old? Like even the black dudes? They were mature, like apparently, according to Shane's eyesight. Who knows how good he was seeing because he was pissed. Yes. But yeah, so then that's what we did. And then we didn't get let into the club, man. They didn't let us in. So we said, fuck it, let's go home. And we came home and had a pretty quiet one other than that. Oh, some guy passed out on Brighton Pier like oh, yeah. by himself and some girl comes up and she's like can you help me like we're waiting to the ambulance gets here and we're all just like what why yeah it, it, it was a quiet kind of one for me i guess too you i mean about new years and expectations yes it's exactly not it. it's not it it's not it and it was just like i mean we had a big day the next day obviously oh, so what happened the next day bro I mean, fuck, what didn't happen the what next day? I don't fucking know. Like, I was fucking dancing. <laughs> it was the reload first annual ever, first ever, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Inaugural? Is that the word? Inauguration. Inauguration. Uh, reload Festival, which is a combined party with the Trisillo brand and the Rhythm brand out of the Southeast. And it was a complete and utter success. It was insane. I mean, uh, we spoke about it. We touched upon it last week and sort of said this is what's happening. But we didn't have the actual all the information yet. I, I mean, I don't know if we spoke that we sold out in two days. 1,000% that happened. So we sold out in two days. We also announced an after party a day before the actual event. That was mayhem. That was fucking you you we were talking about zoo zoovies yeah it was just a zoo take I the think. take the e v out take the v out take, take the v out yeah. and that was just a fucking plain zoo mate we was well, like taronga in there reload reload the the initial party was great you know i was on stage you would have seen me if you were there me and coda old boys up there doing our thing teaching them youngins how to how to partay and, uh, you know, we were raging up there. I had a fucking great night. Um, I brought some first-timers with me. They had a fucking great night. Um, and, you know, like, you'll be surprised to enjoy Trasillo. Like, I brought a little shout-out, Leston, Aussie kid with a mullet, plumber, not necessarily a Trasillo type, comes, fucking has the time of his life. He fucking was raging. He was raging. He was fucking raging. Your so brother's a fucking little pimp too. My like brother, the cunt's always yeah. like in the cut, like just cool. There's a video of my brother somewhere smacking some girl's buttocks really hard during Trasillo, but she was like on him. So. Why is your brother such a G, bro? That story that you told me about him fucking at the strip club? Oh, yeah. Is that? Yeah, we can. Yeah, my brother. Uh, shout out my <laughs> brother, I guess. This is my real brother, not some friend. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't tell strippers his uh, real name, and his and and the way of just of justifying it was was perfect. Yeah, he flipped it on him. He flipped it on. He him. said, "Why the fuck would I tell you my government when you're definitely not going to tell me yours?" Exactly. He's like, "What's your name?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what's your go What's your go so He said at, his name is Gabbana. At the strip, he goes by Gabbana, so uh, uh, um, address him as such. Facts. Um, yeah. So then you know. Reload, reload after ends. party, reload ends. Me and Coda run down the street. 
We were yelling, screaming, talking with the boys, uh, celebrating. Yeah, it was a bit of a like a walk and celebrate. Walk and celebrate, sort of fuck. That was amazing. The, the after party was held like two blocks away. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, five minute was, walk. Because of Burke Street, and then we went down to Flinders Lane. Flinders. Mm-hmm. Um, so two blocks away, we're walking, talking, celebrating, sort of arm in arm, sort of fucking. Let's go. We get there. And I'm sort of like, fuck yeah, look at this line. There's a huge line there. Mayhem. But then like the closer that I get, I'm sort of thinking uh, the, 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 the sensation, my feelings were changing. I was excited and I was like, fuck yeah, we can go in here and celebrate. The, so celebrate. the closer I get to the door, I'm starting to realize that there's people, there's no line. They're surrounding the fucking entrance. entrance. Like it's sort of fucking Justin Bieber's arrived and fucking... People are pushing in, calling their fucking. I don't know who. Like, they're. All right, let's get into it because that's the one thing that I wanted to like expand upon from one of the other eps we had. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. But the types of people like at clubs and in lines. Yeah, man. You've definitely got those. That that one type. We all know a few of them, where they walk to the front thinking they're going to get in, <laughs> get told to wait, then look like a fucking lame in front of their friends and especially if they're with a girl who they promised they could get in yeah. without double checking. And then they all start getting on the phone. It's like, who are you calling? It's like, we're here. Coda's phone is literally probably in a closet somewhere dead. <laughs> like, I don't know who you're calling. Like, again, we don't want to come off like, you know, assholes. But we all know the type where they're outside the front, they've got denied entry, and they start getting on the phone like they're about to sort something out. Yeah, Who are you like calling? They're, they're calling um their, their manager or something. Like. Yeah, like there's no one you can call, I think, to get you in right now. Because I'm looking at you in, in your yeah, face. Yeah, like the guy <laughs> who runs the event, he's like looking at you in the face saying, hey, line up normally. <laughs> but dude, like, I, and yes, you're completely correct. And, and, we, and again, we're not hating, but it's, it's, everybody knows those types. How do, you deal with, how do you deal with people who aren't necessarily... Or they think you're your friend, or they think that you're mate, and you're just like, come on, man! I've literally spoken. I to kind you of once. try and like sort of level and just be like, brother, like, I wish I could. Yeah, that's but smart. you know, like that. Humble. But I want to say this though. I want to say this. I learned. Uh, I learned this about myself. I probably shouldn't. I probably. Should, I mean, I'm definitely not big enough to be a security guard, but I shouldn't be we one anyway because. I don't know how to fucking de-escalate. You shouldn't be at the door. And like what happened this party is that like people, dudes were literally shoving women out of the way, pushing into the line. Uh, there was a line, people have been lining up for ages. They just came in and pushed and shoved. And I got into a few arguments. I'm not going to lie, like actually love, heated I love arguments. This. Look at this. You're not going to get this honesty anywhere else from the person that runs our own event. And like I was fucking stressed. People are fucking animals. And there were these guys pushing in and just shoving women around and talking to me and yelling and saying blah, blah, blah. I was actually told that to come outside and for one ounce. And another guy actually told me, I'll, I'll, if you fucking come outside, I'll kill you. Hold on, hold Swear on, to hold God. on, hold on, hold on. Swear hold on. to God. So I was being lippy too, though. I was being lippy. I was like, you're fucking thirsty, you dirty cunt. Fuck off. Let me get this straight. But I... Let me get this straight. Someone told you in the line at the front, was it an event goer or was it someone else? Bro, it was literally the cunt pushing in, shoving women, shoving everybody out of the way, pushing in and being thirsty and being like, yo, we're trying to get in. And I said, um, no, you're not. <laughs> 
So because of the way that you're acting, go and mm. line up like normal people. Mm. And there were words being said. He was frustrating me. And then he said, come outside and I'll fucking kill you. We I are mean, outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, look up, brother. I was like, you're outside and you're yeah. going to stay there. You can't even get in. <laughs> like, how do you think that this is going to let me get you into the club, bro? Wrong way to go about Wrong it. Wrong way to go about it. And you know what's funny too, bro? He was wearing a do-rag and a fucking like, I don't know, like a shirt. He comes back, taking this do-rag off and put a jacket on. And I was like, cuz, I fucking recognize you. I'm not gacked like you Dude, are. Dude, that's, um, that's what's his name? The disguise guy. Um, he's, he's like a Disney, sh- a Disney movie or something. He uh, had the audacity to come back with a different outfit and, and his do-rag on. I was like, brother, my guy, like, stop my G. Like, it's, we get it. You already pissed me off. I remember your face. In all fairness, that, that, that guy was a fuckwit. There was another guy that I got into an argument with and words were exchanged. And I think Meron knows him. And I think it was just because of the fact that I'm inexperienced in handling situations like that. And as I've said before, I don't know how to de-escalate. And like, I was sort of escalating. And I think, I shout out to all the security guards, the good ones anyway, mm. that know how to handle shit like that. Because I realize how fucking hard it is to deal with people, especially drunk people. And especially like people who are really trying to get into somewhere. Because guys, like, I don't, I've done this shit for a while. I've thrown parties for a while, not trying to guess myself up, but I've thrown parties for a while. And this was the craziest line and whole operation I've ever experienced. The line for the after party. The after party was actually, it wasn't big. I don't want to say it was bigger than the actual, than reload, but the after party just, there was so many people there trying to get in because it wasn't ticketed. The whole road was just full of people. So the movie's called Master of Disguise, by the way. Um, (laughs) anyway Um, but yeah no i did nearly get into a couple of fights it was an interesting experience i'm definitely gonna stay calm next time but uh, yeah it was fucking crazy you know pushing women and pushing shit like it was just fucking weird dude. yeah that's not on guys like you know obviously 99 percent of the crowd as we always you know it's fucking you know what people might think oh dumbasses no 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 no. we're just saying it how it is because definitely after i told people that some of you stunk I didn't really smell any people stinking at the next event. That is very true. Nobody stank. Like, not that I smelt. So we're just trying to give you guys a bit of constructive uh, aid and uh, trying to get you guys to just realize this is how you're going to have the best night. Yes. Like, we understand the line's long and everything and lining up fucking sucks. But just be smart about it. You You knew the party opens at 10. If you have to, leave Reload a bit early. Or if you can't make it to reload, get to the after party early and you're fine. You're not, the the last thing that people are going to, you know, respect and let you in on is you just rocking up late and saying, Coda knows me. I fucking slapped his ass one time. (laughs) Like, you know, so. And as we said in the last episode as well, it's like, or not the last one, but the the post uh, Trisillo comeback uh, Christmas party. When it's time to go home, man, it's time to go home. I yeah, think. I think some people, because that look, that's look, I was bloated. <laughs> Jerome I, comes up to me like after he went into there and he was just like, dude, I, I, I need to go home. Like I, I went <laughs> in and then I sort of said, you know what? This base is rattling my stomach. And if I keep going, I'm probably going to throw up or shit my pants. 
because I was mixing drinks. So I said, I'm bloated. I'm going. Good luck. Yeah. Shout out Jamila for holding down the Shout fucking Shout out Jamila. Fork. She was fucking amazing. Even Project as well. Like we fucking, it was a learning experience for us, honestly, because as I said just before, like I've never fucking experienced something like that ever. But um, I mean, it was amazing. And look, it's a beautiful problem to have that too many people want to come into your club. 100%. Um, so, and shout out to just everybody. I know that me and, me and Jerome can be fucking little negative fucking old, old heads sometimes. But mm. overall, thank you all to the, the people that pulled up and just showed love and acted properly like an adult. 99% of people. 99% of people. Yeah, it was only a few, but it was it was chaotic. I mean, but and shout out Rhythm 2. And um, yeah. it was a great success. It was a great success. Great but, success. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely more coming. And yeah, this ain't this is just the start. This yeah. is just the start. We've got huge plans, so um stay tuned. Anyway. Anyway. We had um, some questions. Or are we yeah, doing that? we had some questions. You just read my mind, man. That was sick. Chemistry, bro. Chemistry, bro. We had some questions during the week. I said, hey, guys, ask us some questions because me and Coda have the answers to everything. We do. So anything, literally. Um, so do you want to run through a few of them? Let's go. All right. I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. then you're going to reverse the favor and ask me. Okay. Return the favor. Reverse. First one. Great one. This one's from Jeremy all the way from, oh my all the way from C-Town. Not Campbelltown, Canberra. Question. He oh. even put question at the start. I know, what a funny <laughs> cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question. In what ways are you two hard to date? So in what ways are you hard to date? But I feel like I need to like call somebody up and fucking ask that. Because I mean, look, I, I do know. Yeah. It's kind of weird for me to say it. I'm not going to lie. I think the hardest part about... Okay. Can I say what, how I'm good to date first? No. Okay. That's okay, I'm hard to Sorry. date because. Oh, I don't, bro. I don't want to say it. I mean, look, I can. I am just. Wish the camera was on right now. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I guess. Look, you better just say something else before people start assuming. I think that, like, I can be. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you get bored easily. I can get bored easily. Yeah. I think that can be hard today. I think that like I can sort of be stu like stubborn as well. Stumble, I think. yeah. You know, like I'll be yeah. stubborn and if like they want to like do something that I don't want to do, like I I'm won't. I'm not eating your ass tonight. <laughs> That's definitely never ever happened. Okay. Um, so definitely if you need that, I can do that for you. But um, All right, let's, let's, let's keep it there then. I think that yeah, I can be stubborn can and I think that I can time. get bored easily. Okay, cool. Um, and Jerome, how are you hard to date? <laughs> oh, wow. How long do you have? I'm actually a... a I feel like you're not hard yeah, to date. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking shit. I think I would be actually okay. The only parts that some women may get overwhelmed by is that I'm quite overwhelming when it comes to how I treat you, like compliments and going you know, above and beyond. Some girls... Look at that. Someone's told me this. Yeah. They look at it like a sign of- It's actually I, overwhelming. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like whoa. Yeah. Like. Um, I mean well by it, obviously, but sometimes- That's more in the early stages. Like Jerome, once, Jerome gets emotional and very, he gets- in. I want to use the word obsessed. I thought I was answering just, it. Sorry. Obsessed. Well, relax. 
I do get emotional. I'm, I'm quite sensitive and I'm pretty protective. Um, I wouldn't say overtly, but I definitely am protective because I, I'm a traditional relationship guy. Like you're with me. This is the fucking what it is. I'm not saying you can't fucking breathe, but it's more like, hey, maybe don't hang out with your ex for fun. I think I can be like that too, like in certain, definitely with exes and shit. But like, I'm also like the type, like, I think we spoke about this shit with like Jamila the other day, but like mm. how like, if I'm in a relationship and like they, like, you know, a guy is flirting with my girlfriend, I'm not fucking angry at the guy. Really? I'm fucking angry at the girl. Like, okay, okay. Uh, it, not, not, okay. No, this is the thing. Actually, let me break this down properly. I Take don't give time. a fuck. If my girlfriend get, gets hit on, it, it actually doesn't affect me at all. Okay. As long as I trust her and I can see her the way that she moves. And if she's not being, if she's just being like sort of nice and, and th- saying like, okay, thank you, haha, and but bye, that's completely fine. If, if, if anything, it's a compliment. But it's when they, if they were to ever flirt back, like, or entertain it, you know how people get mad at the, they get mad at the yeah. other, other, other guy? I get. I would get mad at my missus. I'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? What are you doing?" So let me give my opinion on that. I agree for the most part, but in general, I'm just mad at everyone involved. So I'm mad but- at my girlfriend, and I'm mad at the guy because the guy probably knows that she's in a relationship, and he's probably like, "I know, you know, you know how guys think like, fuck it, we ball, like it ain't my problem, like sort of like, hey, tell you, tell you, tell your lady, get off me, man. Fuck, what do you want me to do?" So they can have that mindset. Yeah. But I think that, and then people also say stuff like, oh, well, if you don't trust your, your other significant other to hang out with exes or male friends, then you're insecure. I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, fuck all that shit. Like, I'm going to be mad yeah. if you're showing <laughs> more than friendship level attention to someone. Yes. That's just how it is. Yes. Like people might think, oh, I'm old school, whatever. I'm not one of these cunts in Fitzroy or fucking another place that smells like piss Yeah. that has a bleach blonde mullet and he's in an open relationship and has foot tattoos <laughs> and has dirty soles. <clears throat> I'm not one of them that's like, fuck whoever you want, see whoever you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. Why are you in a relationship? Open relationships are the most cap shit ever. I don't care what any, I don't give a fuck what you say to me. Yes, I'm closed minded. Yes, it works for some people, but for me, because this is my fucking podcast, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that that shit, no. And even the early stages of that, like, hang, uh, like hanging out with exes and no, that's not cool. No, you used to love them and fuck them. So why are you hanging out with them? If, if there's, I think there's a time limit to like, if it's your ex, like, Let's put it this way. If, it's your, if, if you're like seeing a person, it's like their most recent ex and maybe they broke up like a month ago, that's fucking weird. Maybe if it was like a fucking high school ex or someone that's like five years ago and we, we all know that they're, it's over and maybe you guys are just running the same circles and shit. Maybe. Okay. Depends how serious it was. Maybe, yeah. Like what about like ex-husbands and stuff, you know? Like you have to see the kids and shit. Like, that's you know different I mean? like, because that's, that's, you have to. Like, yeah. I don't know too many pa- parents that have split up and, and hang out with the ex, like go for a coffee. No, nah, it's more like I actually have to. It's be more like, here. lol, have to see you because you have my fucking child. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. 
I agree. Like open relationships, like I'm not I fan, couldn't do bro. it. Like I couldn't do it. Like especially, well, I couldn't see my missus do anything. Like that's crazy. So, but anyway, but I just think modern. Like going back to the question of how we hard to date. I wouldn't necessarily call it hard, but some people, because of this new progressive mindset that everyone has, some people might find me a bit overprotective or like, you know, a bit overwhelming. Uh, I definitely have been told before that I focus too much on the significant other rather than myself. Yes. That was a real jab in the dick. Pause. Yeah. Um, if needed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah think, I think... I think I think actually it's funny because... I think I'm kind of the opposite. I think I can be aloof. Aloof. It's a new word for you. Okay. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I know aloof, I think, I think but I've I never heard I think I can just sort of say. be a little bit sort of not there sometimes. And it's not a disrespectful thing. It's just sort of like, I, you know me, like I'm a bit tunnel vision sometimes. If I want to do something, I'm doing something and I forgot yeah. about that over there. So like maybe, I'm, maybe that can be, it can be hard to deal with because like sometimes you just want like my full attention. And like, sometimes I find it hard, like it, my kind of attention's in lots of different places at once. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think as well to add on to mine, I get butt hurt over dumb shit. So like, you know, I can definitely fucking, I hate the word banter, but you know what I mean? I could definitely fucking kick this shit with you and we can talk shit to each other. But um, I've definitely, people that know me have definitely seen my mood change over something minuscule. Like what? An example? Just like, um, let me think of an example. Like, even with my friends sometimes, if they if we're having a proper hardcore argument, for, for maybe depends on how the severity, for half an hour I might just be like, cunt, I'm not looking at you. Yeah, I get that. That's fine. Like, that's, that's fine. Like you just can't get out of it. Kind yeah, of. I like, can't get out of it. You need to like just yeah. Yeah, and sometimes that probably could or probably would translate or transition. Sorry, whatever the fucking word is, into a relationship that that has definitely happened to me before. Um, I can be like that too. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> um, what else? I'm not a morning or night person. That might be a big, like a big thing for people to get over. How does what does that mean? It means that I don't really go to bed at like four a.m. and I don't really love waking up at six a.m. You know how people are like morning or night people. Okay, yeah. That but might be. That sounds kind of good though. Like sounds like pretty regular. Nah, because it could piss people off. I think. Like they're like, why are you so normal? Nah, more like like you know, come on, babe, let's stay out. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, true. Like I want to go home, but yeah. then. You know, I could date someone who's on the same page as me. So. I think what you said, like about that, that that kind of like getting in your head thing, and not, like I can get like that too. Like if something pisses me off, like I don't know how to snap out of it. And then sometimes, like once I remove myself, like bro, I can be like so mad, and I, I can't I can't talk to you right now. And as soon as like I'll be like leave, and for example, or I'll leave. And as soon as I leave, like I I can calm I can calm it down. Like and then suddenly I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Like it's like. Nothing changed. I just removed myself from the situation and now I'm calm. And there's the whole thing of unconditional trust and unconditional love. Those, those two things right there are pretty much reserved for three people. My mother, my father, and my brother. Yes. Other than that, if you piss me off real hard, it might not be unconditional. Like, yeah. there might be some conditions. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that... You know, when you're in the moment, it's like, I'll do anything for you, baby. I fucking love you. But when something bad happens, guess what? You're going. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's all in the moment and... And but you would, you, 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 like your wife, your future wife, you would love her unconditionally though. Oh, I look or would to, you, to, would the fullest, be... to the fullest extent I possibly could because, you know, I've definitely heard of people tattooing names on themselves in relationships. Yes. And uh, it being like, oh, okay. Or doing something to that extent. Um, but yeah, maybe, uh, and also maybe the fact that uh, I'm not 100% sure of my career yet, maybe that might fucking deter some people. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Me and you are both freelancers out here just roaming, nomads. Nomads. Man, you are nomads. We are a bit, we are yeah. a bit aren't we? So yeah, next question, I think. We next, dragged that. Yeah, we dragged that. But there you go. There's an insight into me and Coda. Just fucked up my whole market. <laughs> uh, cool. uh, apparently not, but... Ty's got bad bitches. Ty, 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 do you believe in second chances? I don't understand that. I didn't understand it's that. It's quite broad. It's quite broad. But why, why, what's, the, what's the bracket part of that? The bracket is PS fuck bitches. So, so, so that, that threw me off. Maybe he's saying like, do you believe in second chances with like girls who have done you dirty, but then it's, it's also fuck them? Maybe that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> just, just by the way. Yeah, by bitches. the way, fuck bitches, just in case. Just in case I sound too soft. Um, it, it it depends. It depends for me on what happened. Like if somebody made a genuine mistake and sort of misread a situation, I think that every. I, I think that people deserve second chances, man. If people made a commit a crime, that yeah. they fucking you know blah blah. blah yeah. I think people can reform. Yep. But so my I think my answer is going to be pretty short and sweet. It just depends on the um what they did. If somebody really sort of first degree sort of murder like as in like sort of like um premeditated try to get charles manson shit type shit i don't know bro yeah and, but, but even just like no even it could be even on some like personal shit for example like a friend of yours sort of plotted behind your back mm. and then maybe like fucking like got you set up or put you into a bad situation i think they're you know, I would be like, oh, okay, so I, I will never trust you ever again. Yeah. But like if, if, you know, if somebody like sort of like misread a situation and told somebody something that they shouldn't have, like your friend did and they made a mistake and they can learn like, you know, so it depends on the situation. I, but, but I believe in second chances, I do. I'm going to keep it even shorter and sweeter and say it's all situational, depends on the situation. I've definitely given people like 30 chances, but then I've <laughs> given people like zero chances. Exactly. <laughs> so like depends on the energy. Sometimes I won't even give you a chance in the exactly. first place. So it all depends. Um my favorite rapper in the fucking country, it's Malalo. How did you guys get started in hosting events and do you have any tips for throwing an event? Well, guys, I don't run events. It's Coda. Um, but you'll so, get in there. You'll get, you'll, you'll be involved. Like I mean, I, you've seen it as well Yeah, I guess I've seen a bit. So let's 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 keep this structured. How did you start in hosting events? The short answer. Um, well, I DJed for like, I've been DJing now for like six years, seven, eight, long actually, longer yeah, than that. Long. Yeah, long. Um, <laughs> A long time. Um, and, uh, you know, it just sort of became organic and it was just sort of like a reaction to, um, wanting to play the music that I wanted to play mm. instead of listening to everybody else and them telling me what to play. I've been fired from places like because I, they were just like, get it through your fucking head that you can't fucking play Little Uzi Vert 
all the fucking like do you know they what I mean? They wanted you to play um, Chris Brown, you know, crowd pleasers. They wanted you to play Chance the Rapper, Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song into yeah, Paris. Cor- correct. And like I had a trouble, I had I struggled with that because like at the end of the day, this represents me. And um, so yeah, I've been fired from like big clubs too, like in Melbourne. But yeah, it was sort of a, rea- a reaction to that, and I was like, fuck it, let's do our own thing. Um, Chasillo started from a Facebook group. Mm. And, it was, and we were sharing music um, with each other, like Afrobeats, Bailey Funk, um, even like the UK sort of Afro swing stuff. It wasn't heard here. Speak, can I just do a little segue and we'll get back to the questions. Speaking of Bailey Funk, Jamila showed me a video. A video. Have you seen it? I have. I get it. So let me explain to the people. Bailey Funk is a Brazilian branch or whatever you want to call it genre of music that is completely and and utterly looked down upon by the authorities so a lot of these artists in favelas and you know communal areas host parties with baile funk music and because of the lyrical content and just the rebellious side to it uh the police and the uh you know the higher ups in brazil have done some pretty shitty things to these people in these communities, uh, police brutality being one of them, shutting down parties or whatever just because these people want to express themselves through their music. Um, but basically, yeah, this guy made a video explaining that and saying that people in Melbourne need to be more aware and educate themselves and spread awareness about it. I agree with the message that he was trying to send but there almost seemed like a tiny bit of an undertone that like we're not allowed to play it because we're not from those areas. He, he he was. It sounded like he was saying that before you play it, like educate yourself, dude. Okay, this is my whole thing on that. Like, we're getting off off, off topic here, but yeah, like, that's all right. um, why is everybody? Why is this like a huge competition these days to be fucking woke? Like, yeah. I get it, dude. But like everybody receives and, and uses music for different reasons. Just because you're fucking um, the new Malcolm X doesn't mean that we can't fucking listen to a, a music because we don't understand the whole story behind it. Ballet Funk gives people, makes people feel good. It also by supporting Ballet Funk, you're supporting that artist. Yeah, well, look, to be fair to him, he did say it's great to see the spread of the the genre and the support and the streams and playing it in clubs and raising awareness for like a different genre that isn't wasn't big in Melbourne or Australia. So what was he saying then that we have to educate ourselves? Uh, he didn't really yeah, I guess educate yourselves and sort of educate others on the situation, but for me that doesn't change the end product if that sounds harsh but you know what i mean like yeah the music is going to be played regardless because it bangs hey this is my this is a little psa there's a reason why this world this planet humans are so diverse and we have so many different beautiful things yeah that we all have different roles to play in life all you cunts out there that fucking push upon this woke shit guess what we all can't be doctors we all can't be a professional football players and we all can't be activists. So like the entitlement 
the message I love and I completely agree with it, but just re realize that not everybody is on the same level as you and as, as, as quote unquote woke as you and, and they don't have the obligation to do so. That's my, that's my uh, you message. You know what I think it is? I think these days people get too uh, twisted up in trying to be righteous in everything they do when, say, okay, let's use this example. A Melbourne DJ plays a Baylor Funk song. Not a fucking ounce of hate in their heart goes into playing that song. Exactly. Or not an ounce of, hey, I want to steal this culture and use it here. Exactly. They just like the boom, jack, jack, boom, jack. People dance to it. Exactly. That's as deep as it is. Trust me. Facts. No one is out here trying to, you know... On some like conniving, shysty like... Yeah, it's not like, you know... Intentions, bro. It's not like a white girl from America getting cornrows and using... But even that sometimes is innocent. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah, like, yeah, like, but this is even more innocent. Like, yeah. this is like... This is like literally they like the song, man. They don't even understand what they're saying. Exactly. Like, so I get the message of... Yes, let's spread awareness because it is a bad situation, obviously, because we're over here having the time of our lives, our lives, and they're over there getting fucking, you know, dealing with police Shot brutality. By the police. But of course. it's like it's literally got nothing to do with us. To put it to put it frankly, like Jerome, I completely agree. And it sounds harsh to say that, but when when was it ever made that all our like it's our responsibility? Like imagine having to care about every single bad thing that happens in the world. Well, the thing is, that's bro, just not realistic. I think I was talking to Jamila about it. If you're, this is the one thing that pisses me off about everything, right? The one thing that pisses me off about everything. If you're gonna take that route, just make sure you cover all bases. Consistent. Yeah, it's consistency because, like. If you're going to go full-blown with it, why aren't you talking about other things then? Like, okay, so the Baylor Funk stuff, I get that. But then, you know, every genre of music, well, not every, but a lot of them were born out of rebelliousness. A lot mm -hmm. of the whole hip-hop culture was literally birthed on stop playing this. They were, they were steamrolling or whatever the fuck, yeah. NWA CDs in the street. Well, it's also like that message that we got you know, a couple of weeks back about, you know, what we said about activism in music and, you know, people, people, cherry, people pick and choose what they fight for, man. You know, yeah. I see these people sort of fighting for, for what's happening in Ethiopia right now, which is completely valid and it, it definitely deserves attention. But so where are you in about, yeah, for example, Brazil or maybe West Papua or where, whatever, even fucking the, this country. Do you know what I mean? Even so today, like, like, you know, I've seen an abundance of people talk about how, and I agree with them about how these people have stormed some fucking building in, in, in Washington, D.C. And it's like a bunch of white supremacists and Trump fans. And they were saying that if, if that was black people or Mexicans or whatever, they would be getting shot. 100% agree with you. But, you know, it's just all Olympics, bro. It's oppression Olympics. It's oppression Olympics, man. And I think that... There's more concerning matters than Melbourne DJs playing 100%. Like, I get it. His message actually wasn't aggressive. He wasn't like, oh, oh you can't fucking... Yeah, no. Nah, oh, you can't stop playing that shit. Uh, you know, you're not even Brazilian. You can't play because I think he's Brazilian. 
Okay. But he's got an Aboriginal flag. Ooh. Yeah. We might have to <laughs> We might have to bleep that. We might have to bleep that. But yeah. Um Timestamp, timestamp, timestamp. Yeah, what is it? Fuck, I don't know. That's all right. We just know when this convo is. Yeah, no, that's all right. Keep talking. Yeah. So yeah, man, I think like his message was good and it wasn't aggressive or like, you know, he was he was just trying to inform people at the end of the day. But there was that undertone to it like, hey, all you Melbourne DJs, man, fucking listen up. Like it was, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was entitled. Yeah, Once again, it's yeah. an entitled thing. I don't know, man. But anyway, like that, that was interesting, yeah. But um, yeah, it was inter- I, just, I just wanted to bring it up because like a lot of music came from people's struggles. Like techno has a lot to do with gay people and their struggles and, you know, Damn near every genre of music was created by black people and there was struggles obviously with that. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you're going to do one thing, do everything then if you're going to be like well, that. Well, yeah, like I know it sounds like a kind of shit thing to say because then how would anything change and blah, blah, blah. But no, but I people know what we mean. Like don't pick and choose. We mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't, anyway, fuck whatever. I don't know how we, I don't know how we, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever. You but yeah, no, point. Jamila, yeah, that, that video was interesting, but yeah. Anyway. Um. And then, yeah, to finish off Mulalo's question about uh, uh, do you have any tips for throwing an event? Okay, so I'll actually just quickly finish just quickly on the oh, first yeah. bit. So we started this Facebook group sharing all this music, ballet funk, like, you know, mm-hmm. all this Afro beats and stuff, UK Afro swing and stuff. And then through that group literally just said, hey, everybody meet up at 56 Bricks. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, we can listen to this music now. Mm-hmm. And then from there it grew and now it is where we are today, which is amazing. Um, yeah. Any tips on throwing an event? Honestly, man, it's about it's. I don't know. This is a kind of a it's kind of a deep question, but I think the first and foremost part about throwing an event is having that community mm-hmm. behind you. So, like having people that are on the same page as you. Um, I think that's what worked for us. Like we built a community online first. Do it for love. The money will come. Exactly, and built that community, built the community around the music that we all loved. Number two, I think, is probably being humble and starting small. People, people, I think I see now, like they see things like Trisillo and say, all right, I can do this because it fucking looks easy. And then they go to a fucking massive club and say, hey, we're going to throw this event. And fucking 50, 50 to 100 people come and the club's like, this club is like a 400 capacity venue. It looks shit. Like, mm. don't be afraid to start small. Like, Fitrisilla started at 56 Bricks, dude. Like, a lot of these events that I've, uh, that I've seen pop up now that like are pretty much emulate what we do, they start off in clubs. It's weird. Mm. Like, Trisillo literally is probably the biggest party in Melbourne but it started off as the smallest party in Melbourne. Like it literally was at 56 Bricks, which is like the capacity of 80 or something. Yeah. So, and I think that's probably, and also just, yeah, focus on the music as well. Like if you're doing events revolving around music, I don't know if you're talking about a different kind of event, but if you're talking about a club night or a music-based event, pick your DJs properly and um, care about the music because that's probably what's going to keep the party going. And yeah. Nice. Um, Ken is trying to know tomorrow's weather. It's going to be 25. Um, Missy Feolua, I think I'm saying that right. Um, what is your vision for Trusillo and Reload in 2021? Um, Trusillo 
In terms of Trisilla, we've got a huge, really exciting thing that we're going to launch. Um, Jerome's um, going to sort of... He's sort of like an inspiration behind it and he, and he had a vision and I sort of <laughs> wanted to make it sort of bring it in with Trisillo. Like we all know what Jerome tweets about. This cunt fucking loves to dance, sweat and feel. Mm. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Yes, sir. Um, but um, and we've got some really cool promo coming out for it. We've got some great ideas that Jerome shared with me. And so Trisillo is going to be a fucking enterprise by the end of this year. Reload, um, I think, again, probably going to be even fucking bigger next year. And we're really looking to push it well, to this the, year. <laughs> sorry, next year. Yeah. Um, we're, we, we're, we're looking to push it to like, look, knock wood. I'm going to fucking say it. Like, let's think wireless. Let's think big day out. We want to take Reload to a place where we can get huge international and national acts. Yeah, a fucking festival. A real fucking festival. Yeah. So that's that. Guys, if you hear a dog barking, it's just the dogs I'm house-sitting for and she's a bit of a chatty patty. So she's going to fucking bark a lot. Um, oh, uh, last question is... From Armand Aganian, it's for Reload Fest. What were some of the challenges you faced when planning the event? Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Um, honestly, like it, 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 it was. This was actually cooked up in like a matter of like a week. I think mm. probably the quickest turnover ever for an event that we've planned. That was challenging, but like I don't want to sound sort of too cocky by saying this but I think that like we work really well under pressure and I think that I'm used to this enough now I've had enough experience and everything on my side I think ran really smoothly you know I have a good people around me the artwork was done I know who to call the venues that we work with are great you know we have a really good working relationship with 524 Flinders with the after party I have a great team around me including Jerome including Jamila too um fuck <laughs> and so yeah I mean there were challenges in terms of time and getting things ready to go as soon as possible but apart from that you know and working with the rhythm guys too I mean everything was just great like everything was just great um okay what's it what, what's the time um all right we back again um that take five take dude? 90 um yeah, so moving on from the questions, I uh, thought I'd share with you this conversation that me and Koda had with one of his friends not too long ago. Uh, the other night we were playing Monopoly, me, my mate, Koda, and his friend, and I thought I'd switch up the vibe and ask some never have I ever questions. <coughs> yes. Um, yes, I'm childish. Um, and it, one was, of the, it was fun though, surprisingly. Fun. Yeah. Surprisingly, one of the questions was, "Never have I ever fallen in love with a teacher or done something with a teacher." Now we all had pretty much the same answer in terms of yes, we had some crushes on teachers. We thought some teachers were hot. It's normal. But Coda's friend proceeds to say, "Not only did I have a major crush on a teacher, but I kissed him." And I was in year 10 and it was in the fucking science lab. Fucking science, you cunts. Fucking weird Dr. Evil science, cunt. 
proton and neutron cunt, <laughs> fucking atoms cunt, chromosomes cunt. <laughs> fucking chromosomes. He was talking about fucking yeah. some biology that day. Yeah, yeah. He must have been some showing some fucking. Hey moment. man, if you listen to Dem ones, we know. We fucking know. And cunt. it's extremely, extremely, extremely illegal, and it'd be weird if you still have a job somewhere. I was just um sort of, it was it was surprising how open open she she was about it though and like at the end of the day she obviously was in control of the situation i don't like like the cunt you're a weird cunt and uh, that is super weird but i I think at the end of the day i don't think it was a like a like a really sort of well look forced situation yes but when you're that age you you can get manipulated quite easily yes that is true um and then she 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 seemed to be she seemed to be on board with it though, which that's that's what she made clear to us. Like she wasn't, it wasn't like he fucking yeah yeah. Like it was like yeah. like because she was saying that like you know even the fucking like students around her were like dude like fucking blah blah blah. This teacher has a crush on you, and she was like nah 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 nah. But then she said oh but I knew he did kind of. That's so weird to me. Still like just 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 teach the class. <laughs> <laughs> just teach the class and like. Go home and fuck someone who's maybe not at school and maybe you'll be fine. And maybe not like 15 years younger than you. Yeah, probably more. I mean, it actually, fuck that. Just underage, dude. Yeah, just like maybe find someone else. Maybe not the best place in the science lab with your white coats on dissecting a frog or whatever the fuck you used to do in your 10 science. Um, But that was just the entree. There was a second question. What was that one? I can't remember now. It was biggest oh, yeah. age gap. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I kind of fucked it. Yeah, yeah. Biggest age gap between you and someone you've been with. And, you know, again, the normal answers were <laughs> couple years, couple years, you know, from me, Coda, and John. That yes. was the answers. And then, again... The shocker comes in and says, 16 years. Yeah. Now, again, extremely illegal because she was underage. Yes. But I say it's extremely illegal, but when she told me this, I actually looked up the age of consent. And it is 16. And it is 16. Yes. Putting that to the side, no 16-year-old. In the fucking world, should be having sexual intercourse with someone double their age. Yes, it's strange. However, I will say this, Jerome. I agree with you completely, though. However, we're boys. Boys, we suck. And we also... You remember when you were in high school, dude, and you had the girls in your year, and they were, and you were like, "Love me," and they were like, "No, dude, like, I like him because he's got a car and like." Yes, but they like the guys in year twelve when we're in year ten, not a thirty-two-year-old cunt. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is a bit of a reach. I definitely, I definitely. And knew. who is this thirty-two-year-old cunt? I don't not know. In school, but I again, like, please, I, okay, this is how it formed. She had a fake ID. At a club, illegal. So see, see? Hold on, hold on. She had a fake ID at a club. So obviously he's assuming that she's over 18. Even 32 and 18 is like, okay, what are you doing? But 
I think that she had fooled him into thinking that she was over the legal age and he just went about his business. You got to be a pretty dumb motherfucker to not realize that someone's 16. Yes, people don't look their age sometimes, but when you speak to someone for a few weeks, she was probably using XD as a smiley face on the text. Or, or, or writing in caps. Or writing in caps, everything. Um, so that again, I was just like, what the fuck? Imagine right now. I mean, right now for us, it wouldn't be the no. craziest thing I've heard, someone double our age. No. But I, yeah. when you're a fucking in the middle of your teenage years, that is just I mean, gross. you can fucking tell, can't you? Like if, you know. You can tell you when can... someone's a 16 year old, bro. Okay, look, let me say this. Let me say this. You can tell when you speak to them 100%, but some of these 16-year-olds look fucking old these days. Yeah, true that. But when you speak to someone for weeks on end, like- Yeah, yeah, Like if you just see them out in the street and think, oh, they got to be like 21. And then they're like, nah, I'm fucking 16. It's like, oh shit. But this guy- Jerome, even because I want to ask you this, even with a girl, like not even the one that we we, we were with, but like just like if you're a girl Mm. and you're you're 16 or Mm. whatever- and you're seeing someone who might be, you know, late 20s, early 30s, with full consent, is that still a problem? To me, yeah. Okay. Like, look, bro, let's put it this way, if you want to get fucking technical and deep about it. Some laws... I can't believe on Dem 1 we're talking about underage. Yes. <laughs> Guys, we do not fucking condone this, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if, we, if you want to get technical we're with it... We're just discussing it. it. This, is, this is how I look at it. Some laws in general are fucking cap, in my opinion. Yes. And even though technically things might be legal... Uh, I still think they shouldn't fucking happen. Like, I'm sure somewhere in the world, incest is legal. That's fucked. So, but Tasmania. it's legal. <laughs> so, Tasmania, Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shout out to shit, Sydney. Um, so, that's my point on it, if you understand my drift. It is, yeah, I get it, yeah. Yes, some things are technically in the law, so it's like, but I move my life and how I view things to be serious for a sec is off morals and what I've been brought up on and ethics and just doing the right thing. Yeah. I fucked up a few times, but not to that extent. Like I just, it would never cross my mind as a 32 year old to do that. Yes. He didn't know her age at the time, Yeah, but you got to be a fucking stupid motherfucker to not realize, Hey, this person's significantly old, uh, younger than me. Yeah. 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 Like, So that's my answer to your question. Like, yes, it technically by the book, age of consent is 16. Yes. But not my fucking book. Like, yeah, I agree. My book I agree. Needs, like, you need to be way closer to me in age. That's fucked. It is. Yes, I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, that's like, it's kind of weird. It's um, fucking but like, fuck, what about back in the days, bro? Fucking out in your fucking ends. Cunts were fucking marrying off their children. What do you mean back in the days? Like fucking Still. like... Still. Yeah, true. <laughs> like there is some countries right now where they're marrying off children. You Literally sit, children. You weird fucks. Literally children, like 12 years old. Sometimes. If anyone from these countries is listening, stop listening. Well, actually not everyone from those countries because you probably don't all agree with it. Yeah, but the no. people that have these laws in place, if you're listening, your mum's a shit cook. Your mum is a fucking shit cook. And 
you're a fucking weird cunt for That's upholding facts. that law. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that, was, that was an interesting thing. And I think like what we kind of learned from it is that like, yeah, I mean, it, I fuck shit like that kind of hap- like that shit happens. Like, it like happens shit, probably more than you're you, told. Exactly. But this situation, right, to be, to be brutally honest about it, not everyone had the smooth sailing or so what it seemed of the person we were talking to. Exactly. She was very sort of um, fine with it. She seemed very fine with it. Now, yes, some people can come across as fine. It can have longer lasting effects, all that stuff. But the majority of people involved in those type of situations don't come out of it very well. Like this was probably a rarer case in terms of the teacher and the guy being double her age. I think I think what from like the, the message that we got was it was actually was mutual though. Like there's different settings where like people are fucking like bro, there's people, there's situations where like it's forced by force. Most situations are which, which are most situations, and that's where it's fucked up. But what I'm saying, Jerome, is is that from what we learnt is that it was more it was more of a mutual thing, bro. That's yeah, from the regardless that, whether that, it was know. mutual or not. It's still fucked. Even regardless if it wasn't mutual and it was lopsided to the younger girl. Yeah. Like if it was all her and this guy's like, nah, 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 we better not, nah, 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 nah. Even that 2% of him thinking maybe is still fucked to me. Like it's just a complete no, walk off. I, I actually have a story, Jerome. Okay. Well, this is me. This is like growing up in Canberra. Shout out to my Canberra Donnies. Um, I went to Hawker College, but um, I have some friends at St. Francis. Shout out to Francis. Um, and uh, this was one of my one of my brethren actually. Shout out Pranoy here. He's like one of my brothers that I grew up with up the road from. He went to St. Francis, and there was a, there was an incident at that school, and there was a student there that actually, I think actually multiple students actually, but like this teacher was just running rampant. A, a female teacher. That's so fucked. A, a female teacher. Couple did, and she actually fucked the wrong student. And this guy blackmail was blackmailing her for like a, 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 I think close to a year. I'm not going to say his name, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, he that he was full blackmailing her and saying like, yeah, we fucked. I like pay me this amount of money, or wow. I'll tell. But she, I think, actually information came out, and I think this is actually a whole case, and she was actually convicted of something. But anyway. So it happens, bro. It fucking happens, man. I've definitely heard a story, more local, actually, one in Melbourne, mm. of someone uh, pretty much having the... Well, being the puppet master in that situation where they did something with a teacher, the teacher's like, fucking forget it happened because I've got a job here and everything, and the kid's like, hmm, you better mark me good then. You better do this. You better do that. Yeah. These little fuckers are conniving, but I don't blame them. Like, you know, I mean, fuck situation. And when and when you're the, you know, how do I how do I word this? If you if it's a young boy, now I shouldn't generalize because trust me, there's been situations where female teachers have have forced themselves upon younger boys. It's yeah. definitely happened, but. A lot of the younger boys, well, not a lot, but some would think, oh, I'm a sick cunt. Of course. Because like, oh, I bagged a, te- I bagged a hot teacher. What the fuck? It's a flex. So he's not walking around necessarily at that time anyway. He might look back on it now and think, holy shit, that was fucked. But at that time, he's like, I'm the sickest cunt. Yeah. 
let me fucking milk this shit out of this situation. Yeah. And that's what some kids did. And uh, Dude, let's be real though. It is a fucking flex spot. Like, okay, put yourself in, back in high school days. Back and, in high and, school, like and when, I didn't, up to you. when I didn't have that in my mind, like, hey, this is highly illegal. If there was like a young teacher at my school, right? Because like, You go to your boys and be like, oi guys. Yeah. I'd, and obviously. your guys would be like, you're the fucking sickest cunt. Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, the thing is you don't necessarily get in trouble. They do. The teacher yeah, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you're young and you're full of hormones and like 16, 17 are like, oh, I'm the fucking sickest cunt. I just fucking hooked up with a teacher or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all fucking jolly at the time. But then you realize that in general, I just don't think that teachers should have any form of relationship with students or someone that's just like one year out of school or whatever. It's just like conflict of interest for me. You're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Like there was this there was this weird cunt. I might even say his name because he's just a weird cunt. I don't know, bro. That's nah, I'm dick. not. I'm fucking with you. He was good. a teacher. He was okay, a teacher good. at my high school. So I put the pieces together, cunt. Figure out what high school I went to. And if you went to my high school, you'll know this teacher. <laughs> right? What what, what 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 did he teach? This cunt's name was Beep Beep. And he, he taught, taught drama. Of course he did, the weird of cunt. Of course he did. And he didn't fucking like me. So I feel like outing him, but it's cool. Um, I think everyone knows anyway. Uh, yeah, one day he told me I single-handedly ruined the performance because I didn't I wasn't wearing a costume and I was reading off a piece of paper. Turns out I'm the god at skits. So funny how the tables turn, motherfucker. Fuck the cunt. Um, your mum's a shit cook. Bro. Your, yeah, his mum would be a real shit cook. He wore Bir Bork, uh, he wore Birkenstocks to school. Oh weird my cunt. fucking god! I can just picture it. Yeah, weird cunt, bro. He was a busker too. Like he'd sit out and play his little fucking ukulele and ask for money. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, this is a fact. He was definitely buying weed off one of my friend's friends after class. That's good. Fucking people have balls, bro. Like, yeah. That's crazy. That's fucked. And he also, I think this girl was like one or two years. Actually, she might've even been in year 12, come to think of it. Whether she was in year 12 or a year out, he was most definitely seeing her. Like it was a known thing. Um, so beep, beep, you're a fucking weed cunt. And... And one time, apparently, he burnt down half of his house because he was meditating. <laughs> Fucking weird cunt, bro. I don't know. Like, uh, he's a freak, that guy, man. Fucking drama kids are always fucking weird cunts. How'd you get a job, you weird fuck? Shout out, shout out my drama kids and shout out my actors, but... I think you mean drama teachers. I think drama teachers. and But yeah. you know those drama kids, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when in our high school, like, we had electives. So yeah. I was like... Either I do fucking uh, Vizcom. Oh, I'm not calling you a drama kid, but you actually kind of low-key are a drama kid, but like a fucking cool, like you're just naturally nah, a bro, fucking I'm not drama, a drama Like, let me explain to you why I did drama. I did drama because the it kids- the easiest in, shit. Yes, the kids in the year level above us like, do drama, cunt, you do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you can fuck around and there's no, there's barely any theory. And the teacher wears Birkenstocks. And my teacher wears Birkenstocks, the weird cunt. And- it was better than doing VizCom where you had to sit there in silence and worry about fucking linear perspective. 
because I don't have the patience. Shout pati- out Mumsy. Shout out Mumsy. So I don't have the patience for that. The patience for that. So I said, yeah, let me do drama. And man, there's shit we did in that class. Oh my God. There was one story. Fuck it. Listen, them ones. There was one story where we were doing tableaus. Tableaus are basically, from my understanding, a very quick improv acting task. So like the teacher will say something like, uh, you know, a wedding. And then me and Koda and our group would have like a minute to come up with like a little wedding scene. Like it's very improv. It's, it's kind of fun though. Like it's, yeah, actually, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool. cool. It's we cool. had our fun cool. with it. Yeah. Uh, but one of the scenes was pregnancy slash giving birth. Mm-hmm. So this big boy in our class gets on the floor and he's the mother apparently. So he spreads his fucking legs and someone obviously funny, funny year 10, ha ha is acting like a baby on the floor. Like that has just come out. And there's like a nurse and whatever. One of my old mates, I don't really see much anymore, but uh, he was in that group and someone asked him, wait, how did a male give birth? And then my mate goes, oh, someone probably came in his ass. (laughs) (laughs) And the class erupted, bro. Like I remember I just fucking had a fit like you know when you have a laughing fit yeah. anyway this weird cunt in the Birkenstocks was sitting there with a fucking stone face the teacher just like once he waited to everyone finish laughing legit and we were all calming down I was crying like choking of laughter and then he goes get outside wow. he lost his mind you weird cunt why do you have a delay but, but why is that even that bad? I don't know. Because like my mate said it pretty like he was just like, he said it's something vulgar. along the lines it's, of like, come in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you don't say shit. You like don't that. really. Especially in front of a teacher. Yeah, like, you tend like it's probably a bit too much. But it's fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. That's I, fucking I've funny. Ne- I haven't lost my shit like that in a long time. Like, oh man. <laughs> oh, that guy was so fucking weird. That anyway, anyway, um, I think that's shit. A, is that what have we spoken about? I just want to also say something quickly. Um, you know, we've had these two weeks on the on at the kickback sessions, uh, number two kickback sessions. Yes. Um, I really enjoy it. Like, man, we we all, we can kind of like tap into a different sort of realm when me and Jerome are just sitting on the couch. But um, back next week, we've actually got some guests lined up, and we're back on the couch next week. And everything's back to normal. Kat's been on holiday in somewhere. Bahamas. In the Bahamas. So that's the reason for all this. But I've enjoyed it. And I think that maybe, I don't know, I'm just going to say this live on air. I think that maybe me and you, we can sort of do this anyway sometimes. Mm. Like just sort of. If we want to give it to them, we give it to them. Like I think that like we're still going to always give you guys content on YouTube, film the Dem Ones episodes with the team. But I enjoy having these little sessions with Jerome. So we might do a few more of them. Let us know as well. Just let us know. Like, I don't know how you feel about it. But because we get into a different bag, we don't have the same formula, do we? It's like we don't talk about the music. We don't really. Yeah. I mean, look, music's been a bit quiet lately because of the New Year's and Christmas and stuff. Yeah. But best believe first quarter of January is going to be massive. We've got Drizzy coming up in whenever this Huge. month. Um, and then this year, you're going to get your Kendrick album, your J. Cole album. Yeah. You might get Rihanna. You're probably going to get something from Beyonce. 
Uh, the big hitters are definitely going to drop this year because last year was a bit quiet for them. Yes. So, yeah, music is still a very, very big part of this, but it's been a bit quiet lately. It's been a bit quiet, but yeah, as, as Jerome said, like it's a huge part of Dem Ones. We're both music lovers and um, we're just going to get back to it next week. So uh, stay tuned. Is that all, sir? I think that's all, sir. Like, comment, subscribe. Fucking just follow us, talk to us. And we'll Comment, questions, try and get engaged with us because we love it when you guys, the question segment that we did today was amazing. Like comment any thoughts, feelings and share our podcast on Spotify as well, please. Yeah, but don't be a bitch about it. And, and tell your mom to stop being a shit cook. Yeah, laters. Peace. <laughs>